Hi friends, welcome to Everything Women Don't Talk About. I'm Melissa Picar or Melissa Flynn, however you met me. This is a show for women who want to have real conversations about the things that keep us up at night, but we're just not having them. For women who want to know they're not alone, they're not crazy, and that they have a bunch of women who want to help them tackle the tough stuff. Listen, we're all craving real, so let's do it. Let's be real. Hi, everybody. Today, I am nervous, and so I'm just trying to be vulnerable with everyone because this is a topic um, that is relevant to me and very close to my heart. Today, we are talking about um, mental health issues, mental health illness, mental illness, whatever you want to label it. Um, As those of you who know, um, one of my big sort of coming out moments um, was a year or so ago when um, I actually was so anxiety ridden from what was going on in my life that I committed myself for a couple days to a psych ward, which shocked everybody and I decided to post about it. And the reason I posted about it was because I think everyone thought my life was so great and and that I was keeping it all together, and the reality was I was spiraling very, very badly. So um, I decided to talk about the fact that I landed in what I called psych jail, and uh, was standing open kimono, you know, like in, in this poncho. I had turned over my phone, and I thought, okay, what have I just done? And then I realized I have gotten myself help, and I'm really proud that I got myself help because I was a screaming nut job on the inside of my body, but I was faking it till you make it on the outside and nobody knew anything. In fact, I sent my kids off right before I proceeded to ask my friend to commit me. So I was like, bye guys, have a great day. Now I'm going to go lose it for the next couple days. So my point though is that we hide this. It is very, very common. How many friends do you know that talk about the meds that they're on and we all giggle as if it's funny. The truth of it is we all walk around a shell of ourselves, a lot of us. And I wanna stop that. I want us to start talking about it and I want to make it okay. So today I have two incredible people. um, And by the way, I should say I had many people write to me about this issue because it is everywhere. And it is, we hide it because I don't know, I grew up in a beaver cleaver family. So you don't like share your dirty laundry. Um, So I'm proud that all these people wrote in. That said, I have two people today. I have Nicole and I have Tracy. Uh, I'll describe each one a little bit and then then we'll dive into some questions. So Nicole is someone that I've gotten to know over the last few years. Um, She's an awesome person. She and I are dog lovers together. She helps me every single time I take my crazy life out of town. And she's also a great friend and she's been very open with me about some of the depression that she's faced. Tracy and I have known each other for a very long time related to connected to work and Tracy is one of the most open and real and funny as hell women I've ever met and her posts on Facebook are what remind me that people can actually be real, awesome, successful all at the same time and yet still behind the scenes she's battling with um, depression and anxiety as well. So, hey, ladies. Hello. And I already saw the first teardrop. So this is going to be one of those episodes I can already tell because it's personal to me. So I get emotional. I'm looking at Nicole, Tracy. I don't know how you're feeling, but anyhow. I'm very vulnerable at this moment. This is, a, I think, as much as, like you say, I try to live kind of my life open. This is, this is tough. Yeah. I mean, this is the toughest one I've ever had to deal with. Um, I felt like it was sort of a coming out party, I call it that, because I was like, so let me tell you, everyone, I have massive anxiety. (laughs) 
And in fact, I just sent myself to the ER because I thought I was dying. So anyhow, um, let's just dive right in, okay? Because there is okay. some tough stuff here. And so let me first ask both of you, and Nicole, why don't you start? Why do we hide our mental health issues? Why do we hide? I mean, you're a successful person. I'm a successful person, Tracy, as we have kids, we have lives. Why do we walk around and fake it? You know, I thought a lot about this, um, and it's because we are functioning still, um, and we don't see the sickness. I really believe that um, if if somebody doesn't or has not been diagnosed with depression or doesn't have depression, they equate it to being sad, and there is a difference. I think for me, um, it makes me look weak. Um, I know Tracy said something um, about being a character defect. You know, yeah. it, this I don't want it yeah. to make myself look like I have a character yeah. defect. Um, and I honestly believe that if people don't understand what it is to be depressed, then maybe it's just not worth talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tracy, what are your thoughts? Thanks for sharing that. Well, I think a lot of it is, and I think as women specifically, it is really hard for us to get where we want to go. It's it's a little bit more when, like, both of you own businesses, and so you put all this time and effort into it, and it's taking the time to take care of your own mental health. And also, it, it, there's a stigma, because it for me, it's so much what other people think about me and the image that I want to portray. Because as much as I talk about, you know, kind of living, you know, my life, in a very real way, there are a lot of people I know who don't know that I have struggled for a long time with depression. And I'm actually a little bit nervous about them finding out. And I think it's the judgment. We're so worried about being judged by others. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, you both make such good points. And I want to talk about like, um, so we all know friends, right? We all have friends who talk about the fact that I'm really depressed. I mean, I, I can think of 10 like literally just sitting here depressed or anxiety or I'm always anxious or whatever. And I feel like I spent personally more time trying to convince myself that I could handle it, right? Because I have kids and a business. And so I felt myself constantly saying, this is not this bad, right? Like you've got this. Everyone's got anxiety. Go get more exercise, you know, <laughs> get more sleep, all this stuff. Like as if I could like get rid of it by, yeah. by whisking it away somehow. So I think, I, I guess I find myself asking is that, um, why is it that we don't want to share, right? Because I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to share. I didn't want to share at all. It's, I felt like if I opened my mouth, I wasn't sure what kind of verbal diarrhea would come out with respect to how I was feeling. And I was a little scared of being judged and people were like, she is a nut. And the reality was I didn't know. So like, is it, I think Tracy, you had said something like when we deal with someone else's depression, we have to deal with our own feelings Yeah, and we I don't like we it. Do. We, and I think also, you know, there is that feeling weak or vulnerable component, and because we don't want to talk about it because we're so afraid someone else is going to think that we're weak. And when you're depressed, you feel like you are to blame somehow, even though a lot of times it's, it really is just a chemical, you know, imbalance or a lot of other things that come into it. But it's such a personal part of who you are that just the idea of like, it, it, it portrays me as weak mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe it needs to be flipped around to be, 
you know, it's not about being weak. It's about being strong enough to say, Hmm. hey, I'm struggling and this is not going well and I need help. But man, that is that is the hardest thing. I don't know about you guys. I have the hardest time asking for help and then trying to decide if I have the time to get help. <laughs> the, t- the time is a big deal, right? Because we yeah. we can make in our own heads. And I know, Nicole, you said this too. It's like, I got a kid to raise. I got jobs to do, whatever. It's like, where exactly do I fit in, A, the money, and B, the time to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a week off and take care of me. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm flip about it, but it makes me laugh saying it. Right. So, I mean... Nicole, what's your take on that? Because, I mean, you've said it to me many times. You're like, I don't know what to do about it. I guess I just need to think about it some more. Well, I find myself struggling and going into cycles, you know, um, you know, and, and, and there's all kinds of um, struggles that we have. And, and your depression is not my depression. I mean, we cannot. We're all created differently. <laughs> story about one one thing that each one of you did that you wish somebody knew that the reason you did it was because you were hiding from whatever the situation is. And here's, I'll give you a good example, right? There were lots of times for me with my anxiety that people would say, hey, you want to go out and get drinks? And I would say, I have had such a stressful day and it's not a regular stressful day to people. I'm trying to get my stuff together and I can't put on a face. I have no face to put on and I don't do that anyway. Like I don't, I, so I knew that if I went out and had drinks, (laughs) I would probably pour all over the table and I just didn't want to do it. So I didn't do it. I avoided it. And I'd be like, I just said, no, thank you. I'm not saying that that's an extraordinary situation by any means, but I am saying I did it several times, many times because I was afraid of having to actually be real. And Tracy, you talked, I think you, what did you talk about your parking lot at school? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) This is so, it's funny to me. Like I find it amusing because it's just who I am, but I was telling someone at school, like I went back to college at 49. It's taking me longer. I'm trying to get my bachelor's. Um, School is really hard, but also I have all these other things, you know, all the rest of life as well as depression. And so I actually have, there's a parking lot at school that like is very rarely used. And I literally in my head call it my crying parking lot. It's where when my day is just been horrible and I feel like I can't do it anymore, I get in my car and I drive to that parking lot and just like sit in it and cry it out. And it's, I mean, saying it out loud to this other person, like, it's just my reality, but I realized from the look on their face that they were like, cuckoo, like they. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I think to myself, that's brilliant. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, this is, um, this is the coping mechanisms I have. I'm trying my best. <laughs> just... Do you want to talk? Or no? Okay. So yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. We've got Nicole. I'm just trying to gauge her, you know, how she's feeling. And the reality is, okay, guys, this is what this is about. I'm getting emotional. So is Nicole. We're talking about a cuckoo parking lot. I get it. Um, (laughs) But let me, let me just say that this is why I wanted to do this is because we don't share and this is cathartic as much as it sucks. Go ahead, Nicole. Well, when you asked that, after Tracy talked, I almost had an aha moment. Just like you, you know, I feel like uh, I'm not very social. I grew up being a social butterfly 
I knew everybody, you know, I've never met a stranger, but when it comes to my own life, I don't go out with people. I wonder what my friends are thinking about me. And then, then in turn, they don't ask me to go places because I'm just constantly a homebody. But more so, as I feel like it's really allowed me to not grow in my life. I'm not where I want to be, yes. But I think the depression, because in the depression you have emotions, you have the physicality of it, whether it's you're tired, you're exhausted, uh, you're just numb. Numb is the biggest word I can say for depression, as well as your uh, cognitive um, process. You know, depression hits all these things. So I really feel like I've put my life on hold for a long time. And I'm just realizing this, you know, right now, maybe because of my depression, that I haven't given myself value because I don't feel that value in myself because of the depression. Does that make any sense? Oh, completely. No, totally. It, it's that there's that old adage um, about how could you find like love and acceptance if you can't love and accept yourself. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I was going to say that I like listening to all of our stories that for me just kind of hit me was like the isolation, like how you, you know, through because of anxiety or depression, how we like really all isolate ourselves. Yes. And it's that feeling cut off from like human connection with others and it really is hard because you part of you craves that like when I'm having a really bad day like or like when I'm having a really bad depression day I should say part of me craves someone to like connect with and talk to that gets me and then part of me is like but if I tell people who I am they're they might not like me (laughs) and I don't think I can take the hit you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. And then so, and then you probably feel too that once you do that, once you open up, it's like, well, I I don't well, let me not put words in your mouth. I'll speak for myself. I feel like once I do open up, <laughs> then I find myself thinking I can't dump again anytime soon because I've okay. over I've overdumped. Right? So like I'm I finding <laughs> Sorry, I say all these things that make Nicole laugh at me, and this is fun to watch. But um, but I, I feel like I have, like, overshared and taken advantage of someone, even though they're my close friend. And they're like, that's what friends are for. I'm like, well, sort of. Doesn't it, at some point, don't you think, she's just a depressing pain in the ass. Another key thing is is to have people really listen to you. That's all we need. We need people yeah. to listen to us. Right. You know, they might need, not need to tell you how you can feel better or you need not to, to exercise. It. Not to solve right. it. Right. But just to listen, that's what we need to do. The other thing about. is that hmm. is maybe if we talk about it more often and more openly, we it wouldn't get to the dumping stage. That's a really good point. Because then we would say, like, how are you doing? Like, I was telling um, Nicole and Tracy that I had a therapist, one of my team of therapists, um, tell us at some point, don't ask anybody I said, it really bothers me when people say, how are you doing once I've shared? Because to me, I, once I've shared, I'm very vulnerable. Like that to me is, I have put myself out there. I'm just walking around naked, right? To me, I'm very uncomfortable. So um, I shared it with a few people and the, every day I'd get texts. How are you? How are you? How are you? And I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to answer this every day and I'm supposed to be better. So the therapist said, which I thought was such awesome advice. If you feel like you know somebody, 
and you really want to support them, ask them how they're doing today. Don't ask them how they're doing because they're probably on some degree of suck, right? But if you ask them on a scale of one to whatever, how are you doing today? It's so much easier to say today's a little better than yesterday. Yeah. Right. So I think to your point, Tracy, like it makes you wonder, what can we do to change the vernacular? What can we do to change the dialogue so that we start looking at each other and go, hey, depression day, not depression day. How are we doing? What can I do for yeah. you today? As opposed to how are you doing? Great. And you kind of go, I'm faking it's, it. It's almost not like we need one of those things that you put like those magnets you put on your dishwasher that says dirty, not dirty. <laughs> but like for our, you're like, like depression, not depression. <laughs> anxiety not anxiety you know to like give people like a heads up it's not funny but it oh it's brilliant i'm telling you we're gonna be millionaires um (laughs) all the lines of merch that we've been talking about like all the t-shirts that we want to make about all this stuff i mean you have to laugh right because we cry enough so you have to Um, laugh can we talk about medication for a minute, ladies? Because uh, it's, I realize that we didn't talk about it in sort of our discussion yesterday, but yeah, um, I think most everybody has either tried it or is on it or is on some, yeah. some medicinal stew of things. <laughs> and I mean, I personally am on anxiety meds and I would not change it. I know now for a fact, after having gone off them, I'm just not very productive. I'm not healthy without them. Now, yeah. granted, I've tried everything in its brother. So now I know which ones work and which ones don't. And it's yeah. a low dose, but it keeps me feeling better, period, right? And I have yeah. other things that are non-meds. But how do you yeah. feel about meds? Because we don't talk about them, and as soon as people do, they're like, ooh. You know, you can see the look on people's faces. There is so much judgment around for a couple of reasons. One is I think people don't think depression is a real thing. I, it's like, I think, Nicole, you were saying, like, like it's not just being sad. It's an actual physiological, most of the time, chemical imbalance in your brain that could be temporary. It, some, for some people, it's permanent. Part of it, I think, is like our culture, this whole, like, yeah. pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and I've tried medication. Um, it, it has helped in certain areas. I had a couple side effects that for me is a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it, they, cause they, they do have a lot of side effects and, you know, for some people. And I actually, after talking with you guys yesterday, thought to myself, I'm going to call my medication doctor and I think I'm going to make an appointment because, um, you know, once again, I also have a cadre of therapists that, you know, I've got a couple of therapists. I have a, medication doctor I have a personal counselor and I mean it's funny not funny I mean I do have friends they're just I have to pay them copies um and it's one of those things where I'm talking to my regular therapist and she said well but I mean I know that you're talking about medication but you know but you're doing okay like because I'm you know making it through the days Hmm. but I just don't feel like I mean I hate it sounds like a cliche I definitely don't feel like I'm thriving I don't think I'll feel like I'm doing any of the 19 things I'm doing well yeah you know but and is getting through the day like is that what I have to settle for that's a really I mean it's what you said is so astute I think because is getting for the day like that seems so the bar what did I say yesterday the bar is so low (laughs) we're like I'm going to get through every day it's like wow that's a long life to get through every day right right? it's the minimal to survive do you feel that way too oh yeah absolutely you do I mean well some days I mean I feel like I'm I'm doing good to just do the minimal to get by and I'm if I can get to work 
cl- with clean clothes on, I am doing good. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, yeah. yeah. I know I told you guys, but um, it is this equation, like, you know your depression has gotten bad. Like, I walked around one day with two different socks of two different thicknesses. Like, one was like a, a workout sock that was really thin, and the other was like a thick wool sock, and I walked around like that all day because that's where I was at. Like, there was no... Like, and I felt like I made it through the day. Like, I made it through the day. But you're just walking around like you know you're not at your best. Do you and think you're just trying to make it to the end of the day? And that's not a way to live. No, it's not. It's not. Do you think part of the issue is that we throw around terms so loosely? I've thought about this quite a bit because um, people say, oh, that's so OCD. And, oh. and it's like, really? Is it? Because I know someone who's OCD and that's not it. And then they're like, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm like... I don't know if you really know what depressed looks like and what does a depressed person literally look like? You know, yeah. you must be super duper sad and, and yeah. you know, whatever. And you know, if people are like, Oh my God, my anxiety is so high. I'm like, I understand we all have anxiety, yeah. but have you ever like that? You know, and it's not a, it's not, I make it sound like it's a comparison. That's not what I'm trying to, to address. What I'm saying is yeah. I feel like we use the terms too loosely, loosely. and because of it, it minimizes and I think by using them so loosely, and it's no one's fault, but what can we do? What can we do to, to change that? Because I think part of it's like, I do it. Oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's just rude to the two of you, right? So I guess my question is, is what can we do about it? How can we talk about this stuff differently? I, I think, and I mean, Nicole, you can tell me whether you think I'm super way off or, but it's this idea of like it's depression and anxiety, mental health issues, mental illness, whatever you want to call it, it's so personal and it's so individual that sometimes we're kind of, we're, we're stuck in this place where it's like, um, like terminal uniqueness Mm. that you feel like someone else wouldn't understand you. Um, and I think that maybe part of it is talking about our own struggles. You know, when you find someone like when you and Nicole found each other and you started talking about this stuff, you realize that even though, it, it manifests itself completely differently. You guys had like something like a shared experience. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's more about the sh- like talking about it as like the shared experiences, making it more open. My first thought is just don't be afraid to ask people. Um, I mean, I have depression, um, but I'll, I'll just, as an example, my sister's going through some rough stuff. Right. And um, I've thought for quite some time, you know, um, I know she battles depression too, but, um, I never bring up that word suicide. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I was really in the throes of thinking about things in her life. And I, I just called her, I called her out on it. I mean, I had to, you know, I think we need to be more forward, be like, where are you in the depths of this? Like, like you've said before on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? You know, really, where's your head at? How do you, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, maybe even just getting, getting people out. Um, cause that word isolation is perfect to me because I isolate myself. So what's helped you get through this? Nicole, what's, what about you? What I found in my own life, um, is animals, um, have a big heart in my life. And what I do is I volunteer, um, and not everybody has to do that. But what I say is something that doesn't cost money, 
volunteer, volunteer in your community, whatever it is. I foster dogs. I find purpose in helping the animals. And that gives me a reason to go on some days. Um, and so I just say, find a purpose. Well, and in, find something. And, and it's interesting because I think people who know you from your dog fostering, we all joke because, you know, Nicole would get out of bed, not for herself, but she'd get out of bed for a dog, right. chasing him down the street, <laughs> chasing my dog down the street, helping any dog. I woke up one day to a live Facebook post of Nicole standing there in her pajamas at a dogathon, like donate thing. And I'm thinking this woman is unreal. She's amazing. But I think you've yeah. just, to your point, you found your purpose. Do you have, yeah. what, what about you, Trace? Um, I, you know, I think it is about purpose and you know, for me, one of the things we, you know, you touched on the empathy thing. Like, I find that when I connect with other people, like, truly connect on, like, a real level and am able to, like, you know, talk to them, like, really presently and genuinely and be real with one another, like, that, that's huge for me. Like, that, if, if I can have one of those a day, I would be doing really well. I mean, I get like maybe two a week, Mm -hmm. um, but there is that, there is something about a human connection for me that really gives me a purpose, helping others, listening to others, telling them that it's, you know, wherever they're at, it's okay. That's why you're going into social work, my friend. (laughs) You're right. It probably is. Thank heavens. Um, and, And school does give me somewhat of a purpose, even though sometimes... It's a little bit more than I... I, I somebody, somebody's counting on you, and that's the purpose. That's exactly yeah. right. So how do you make somebody feel comfortable enough, though, to want to go? And I know that's a really weird... But, like, when people would ask me, I remember thinking, like, you, you have to... It, this is the trick of depression and anxiety and, mm. and different mental illnesses and issues, right? Is that there has to be a way for a signal or a way that we can talk Mm. to each other that says, like, for example, I I remember one time I saw somebody and I could tell, but I have weird empathy radar. Um, It drives everybody crazy because my kids are like, don't read me so much. But um, I'm always reading everything. And so, yeah, yeah, right? And so I I saw somebody that I knew and I said, hey, I'm way overstepping here, (laughs) but are you okay? Like I'm sensing that you're like really sad or something. And if I'm off base, then just please tell me. But I, I'm just asking cause I care. And turns out she was going through a really tough time and I tapped into it and she started bawling and then I felt like crap. But at the same time, I also felt good cause I was like, okay, I hope somebody pays attention to me when that happens oh. to me. And it has the it, balls, frankly, to say to me, I was going to say, isn't also, it funny okay? that your first reaction is, I'm probably overstepping. Yeah. You knew this person. Yeah. You probably liked this person. Yeah, you're right. And your first instinct is like, oh, I don't want to like... Impose or... Impose. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's what we need to start dropping. Like asking someone else how they are is somehow odd. Like I think people used to ask each other how they are. In maybe a different way, but there was mm-hmm. more, maybe more connection. Yeah. We live yeah. in a very un- disconnected world anyway with social media and everything else. And I think that maybe it's about forming connections, keeping connections and remembering like, oh, this is a person that I, I on whatever level I care about. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I do think we what has happened is text and social media has allowed you also to separate and distance. So it allows yeah. you to almost do the 
the cursory, how you doing? And you, and you think yeah. to yourself, no, you don't really care. And it doesn't matter. And I'm not going to be like, well, thank you for asking. Today has been extremely yeah. lousy. And let me tell you the 600 reasons why. Right? <laughs> so anyhow, so listen, we're getting towards the end, but I want to say a couple okay. things. So each one of you have told me so many things that you felt that people should know. And the one that you had shared, Nicole, is that it's okay to talk about it. And you taught me that. You taught me that. Like, I am not good Really, I'm good at talking, but I'm not good at talking. So you've taught me that it's okay to talk about this stuff. And now I actually feel some pride in it and own it, right? right? And I talk to people and they're like, oh, my kid has anxiety. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. And I share my story probably more than I should, but I want people to know I'm a safe place. So you taught me that, Nicole. And then Trace, you taught me that it's not a personal character defect. And I've sat on those words since you've told them to me because I think you're right. We assume that if you're depressed, it's like you did it to yourself or you caused it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like it's something y'all talk about tears. Like I am, that hits, it resonates so much with me because you know, for a really long time, I've walked around thinking like, what have I done to deserve this? Or what am I doing wrong that I can't, that this is part of me. And it is, it's not a personal character defect. It's just, it's your brain, it's the world, it's, there's a lot of different things that go into it. You want to just think to yourself, um, I am who I am and I'm dealing with where I'm at, right? Like what I have. Yeah. But then when somebody says, oh, I'm depressed, they're like, oh, it's probably because she's overweight. It's probably because she doesn't have yeah. a job. Oh, probably because you're, you're like, hey. Have you tried working out? Wow. You know, and you kind of go, wow. Judgment, anyone? Right, raise your hand. So I guess the point is to me, this is something that is out there everywhere. We know it is. So maybe, yeah. maybe the, the, the onus is on us and the onus is on anyone who's listening to frankly step up, ask your friends, share your story, right? Do yeah. something that makes people know it's anyone and everyone. Look at Kate Spade. <laughs> look at oh Anthony Bourdain. Look at all these people. They were somebody. Robin and Williams. Robin Williams, right? Oh, so yeah. I say all that so that we all kind of get this and wrap our heads around it. So I guess to close out, I want to offer two things. We've decided that we really feel like it's important that everyone understands there's two websites you can go to if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or any mental illness. Makeitokay.org is a great one. It's very sort of easy to use. I pulled it up right before. It has some great questions and tips. And then there's the American... It's the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, ADAA.org. And that has also quizzes you can take on if you're depressed or have anxiety. Guys, tap into it if you need it. I mean, or call me. Like, anybody who knows me, reach out to me. Call me. I will be an ear. I promise. If nothing else, let's help each other. Go be kind. Go be real, please. Talk to your friends. Do something. Do something. Care about each other. All right. Thanks, guys. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Go on to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. Or even better, write us a review. We need to keep these real conversations coming.